Eight minutes after 11 Central African time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ahalan wa sahalan wa marhaban bikum. It's a beautiful Tuesday morning here in Lanasia. Indeed, Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name. And our beloved senior teacher, respected Honorable Fadilatul Ustad, Hazrat Mulana Mufti Abdul Khadir Hussein, Hafidahullah. I want to welcome my beloved engineer, Haji Suleiman Esop. He's looking good, as always. I want to welcome the listeners of Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and company. And I want to welcome our wonderful listeners of Merkaz Sahaba. The voice of Ahlu Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Remember, our WhatsApp number is 084 786 3132. 084 786 3132. International overseas listeners, plus 2784 786 Alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum ma'arafat. Jazakallahu khairan. It says here, strictly anonymous. Mufti sahab, what is the position of a Muslim woman who wishes to marry a non-Muslim man? And what is the responsibility of the parents who will allow this anonymous ustad? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد All praise due to Almighty Allah the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam before I respond to the question one announcement we know that Ramadan Mubarak will start inshallah tomorrow night once the moon, the crescent is sighted and that will usher in the month of Ramadan inshallah al-Aziz. So we do have decoders, mashallah, in stock the radios here in Indonesia and there in Durban. Those of you who want to purchase a radio then here in Johannesburg, it's 11 854-2990 contact brother Suleiman Esop and if you are in the Durban area then 031 
triple three two our brother Dawood Monley is there so inshallah if you want to buy one decoder is 600 then you want to buy a whole box which comprises 10 pieces so then it's 5000 then for all 10 inshallah and those of you who are Muslim and very very poor and you know you're really struggling so you contact us and inshallah you tell us which Adim Maulana you know we can verify it and then inshallah we'll give it to you free of charge but the installation all that then you will have to do because now we don't have any installers here so that is now for people who want the decoders the radios for the month of Ramadan and it's yours then forever inshallah aziz and all this is the generosity of the capital group Haji Muhammad Ikhlas his family his parents children wife and so forth all Allah reward them okay now we come to the question there is supposed to be a Muslim lady and she wants to marry a non-Muslim male and then her parents according to the question are allowing this so what does the Quran Sharif say regarding this Surah 60 chapter 60 Surah Mumtahina verse 10 La hunna lahum. They, the Muslim lady, is not halal. She is not permissible for any non-Muslim male, whether it's a Jew, whether it's a Christian, whether it's a Hindu, whether it's an atheist, Buddhist, whatever it is. lahun. And they, the non-Muslim men, are not halal, not permissible for any Muslim lady. So yeah, the way the question is posed, that the parents are allowing it, they con considering it permissible, she is considering it permissible, all of them become murdered out of the fall of Islam because they are rejecting this verse of the noble Quran every minute, every moment, every second. They will be under the la'anat and the curse of Almighty Allah. All the children that will be born will be haramis and illegitimate children. So therefore, you must stop in your tracks, remember that. And secondly, that if he embraces Islam and embraces Islam properly not just Islam just by the tip of the tongue and carries on with all the non-Muslim practices that is not valid so he must become a true Muslim and thereafter you make nikah to him so then things are fine so absolutely haram and you consider it okay permissible then a whole lot of you the parents the daughter all become murtered out of the fall of Islam Allah Jalla wala protect us all. Somebody says Ustad, that I have been given my mehr, it says in bracket, ring back into my pocket. And I was told by my wife, I don't know why I married you. I have made a mistake. You have wrecked my life, etc, etc, by her giving me my mehr back. Is it considered mine or not Ustad? So you must remember yeah, the way the question is posed. That is, a husband and wife were married, then it seems they have some turmoil, rows and ructions, and now the mahar was a ring, that a gold ring, what the husband gave his wife. So the wife gave it back to the husband, and now is the marriage valid? The marriage is valid. So who does the ring belong to? The ring belongs to the wife. You must ask yourself this question, 
What provoked your wife to take this action here? That she's giving you the mahar back that you gave her. She's not a normal situation that you frustrated her, you provoked her, you drove her up the wall, and therefore she said you wrecked her life up and so forth. So therefore, brother, you need to do some introspection. Ramadan is about to start in a few hours, inshallah, a few days, now one and a half day plus minus. And remember, in a case like that, what will happen is that you must start asking forgiveness to one another and then only Allah's mercy will come. You can read Quran Sharif every day. You can give a million rand every day but you're making zulam upon your wife, oppressing her and so forth. Nothing will be accepted brother. So you must remember that Allah Ta'ala will punish you for the zulam and oppression you're carrying out. So go and change your ways for the better and then give that ring back to her and give another thousand rand or so and tell her forgive me oh honey take this money and the ring become a responsible Muslim and a responsible husband brother somebody says uh, how does a Muslim woman find a husband my neighbor has a daughter who is 25 she don't work nor does she drive with that her parents look after her so well very lovely girl well mannered and very clever but she is kept in the house locked Islam allowing dating, how will she find a guy? Anonymous to start. So, my brother, how we all got married, what we all went dating and courting, I'm asking you. So, obviously not. How did people get married? Your own parents, grandparents, how they got married and so forth. So, in Islam, the place for a woman is at home. Quran says that. Surah 33, verse 33. وَقَرْنَ فِي بُيُوتِكُنَّ The ayat is not confined to the honorable wives of Nabi Alayhi Salam. It's for all ladies, this. الْإِبْرَةُ بِأُمُومِ الْأَلْفَ the words in the Quran are not confined to the people for whom the verse was revealed. It has a general meaning and general message and connotation. So you, my brother, you are watching too many movies and your name is Bilal, but your thinking is like Bali. Your thinking process is that 100% of the kuffar and the non-Muslims. So you will want your daughter to go out dating. She will go out smooching, maybe come back with a parcel also and pregnant then you will wake up and say what happened and so forth so remember the word is passing around so whoever wants to marry her she's intelligent she's pious the parents are looking her after her like a princess by your own admission so the word must go around and those who are interested who want a homely wife then inshallah remember all Allah will bless them with that wife with that lady there Quran Sharif Surah 24, Surah Nur, verse 26, and Al-Khabithatulil-Khabithin, the pure husband for the pure wife, the pure wife for the pure husband, the immoral wife for the immoral husband, and vice versa. So that is what you must understand in Islam. So pass the word around, and inshallah, people will come propose to her. She'll be happy. Her father is happy to get married, alhamdulillah. Somebody says, Ustad, that uh, I have been Muslim for the past six years. 
However, I have not been circumcised. I wondered if this is compulsory, wajib, sunnat, or impermissible to do at my age. I am currently 25, and I worry about the implications of my sitter being shown in Operation Ustad. Remember, my brother, you made the right choice by embracing Islam. So remember that circumcision is part of the sha'air and the symbols of Islam. How if a person, Allah forbid, meets up in an accident, and now they have to operate on the private or something. So that is because of need and necessity. So yes, you must go for circumcision and remember it is something that you must do because it is a sha'air, a symbol of Islam. And therefore we will highly, highly recommend it and that the reasoning of yours now in cases like this is not valid because in Islam we have the law ad-darurat, to be hul-mahzurat. Things that are not permissible, but if there's a real dire need necessity, then it becomes permissible. So this is one of the need and necessity. So yes, go tomorrow, make appointment or Ramadan time or post Ramadan, and inshallah get circumcised, my brother. Allah Jalla Wala grant you complete siha and afia, and inshallah you remain steadfast on Islam. Somebody says my husband he got this problem, Ustad. When he's sick, I look after him. I care about him as my husband. But if it is me, he don't care about me. What can I do to change him, his behavior, Ustad? You must show him what the Quran Sharif teaches us regarding the verses of Ramadan. And all Allah mentions this where Allah speaks of Ramadan. Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verses 183, 184, 185, 186, all about Ramadan and du'as. To show us that month of Ramadan is a month of du'a. And then Surah 2, verse 187, Allah states, Hunna libasul lakum wa antum libasul lahun. They, the wives, they are the garments for the husband, and the husband are the clothing for the wives. So what does this mean? It means it's a partnership, and it means how our clothes are attached to our body. It's not our body is somewhere else, and our clothing is somewhere else. So husband, wife, duk and suk, prosperity and adversity, fitsarai wadara, at all times, whether it is happy times or joyous times or times of difficulty and grief, you are a partner. Whether you are in the plane and there is turbulence, whether you are in the boat and ship and there they are the waves or whether you are in South Africa and you are going through the 25 million potholes, so you must remember, you must move together. So what the husband is doing, totally haram unacceptable. When he's in a good mood, today they tell us in South Africa, Human Rights Day. In Islam, every day is human rights. In Islam, every day is animal rights. So in Islam, we don't have all these type of things here. Inna Allah qad a'ta kulladhi haqqin haqqa. Verily, all might Allah has given every person who's eligible to rights their rights. And the hadith is authentic in Mishkat Sharif. You must show your husband when he's in a happy mood and when the children are not around. So 
and you show him, see, this is what Quran teaches us. Surah 4, chapter 4, Surah Nisa, uh, dedicated to the women, and verse 19, 19, ma'ruf. You, the husbands, is compulsory, first and wajib for you, to treat your wives with love, with respect and justice. When she's sick, then you must be assisting her, and don't go carry on like you don't concern and don't care. Obviously, that is un-Islamic and not permissible. Somebody says if the husband wants to sleep in a separate room, Ustad, as he likes to sleep alone, is it permissible, Ustad? So you must remember that why he wants to sleep there. So Quran Karim states when there's tension and rows and ructions between husband and wife, then wallati that when the husband you fear that there is now disrespect and rebelliousness from your wife and so forth, hunna. Then first thing you must do is speak to her, give her advice. Such advice that will melt her heart and so forth. No screaming and shouting. Speak to her in a loving, caring, sharing tone. She still doesn't listen. Then you separate the bed. Separate the bed. Don't mean you take a saw and make single bed out of the double bed. Nay, you go sleep in another room to show her you are displeased with her. And third, still she not learning. Then you take the miswak and tap her on the hand. So shock therapy. So Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse number 34. So Almighty Allah is showing us the remedial measures here. But for him, without a valid reason, to go and sleep there by his wife, separately from his wife and so forth. Remember, that's not right. Marriage is a partnership. You must remember that. Yes, you must remember that he don't want to disturb his wife. And after conjugal relationship, he wants to wake up early for tahajjud and the wife says you're disturbing me or oh, there are issues like that and but he is fulfilling the rights of his wife so then it's permissible no problem with that but best for husband and wife that they sleep together because you are the warmth for one another the Quran says when you get married then you have sukoon peace tranquility marital life is not only bedroom and bathroom marital life is the bodies must meet and the hearts have to meet <laughs> once the hearts meet then there's unity of thought and when there's unity of thought then both of you going in the same direction otherwise you go at cross purpose and there's always conflict then remember because you going right and she's going left so that is a recipe for disaster <laughs> listen to this one Ustad my husband tells me I look old and untidy he says I look like I'm in my 60s and I'm only 32 years of age Ustad what must I do he's not even intimate with me anonymous Ustad remember that what has happened is this Your husband got married to you when you were 22, 23, 24. He used you. He deflowered you. Now you have got three, four children or two, three children. So it's obviously that your body will not be the same. So you must remember when he married you, 
or you were like a one liter bottle, now you're like a two liter, five liter bottle, and all these things, yeah. But whose children are all this? Whose lust and desires and passion were you fulfilling? So he should be more grateful to you. What he's doing is showing ingratitude and ungratefulness and so forth. So now he's got tired of you. So maybe they say, we're not accusing anybody. I say maybe there's something going on there. You must watch his phone. You must watch his body language. You must watch many things of his. He will leave telltale signs and so forth. So both of you from tonight and more so tomorrow night, inshallah, is Ramadan. Once the crescent, the new moon is sighted, both of you daily sit and together and make dua. Ya wadudu, ya wadudu, ya wadud. Ya Allah, you are the creator of love. Enhance that love. Enhance that feeling amongst us, ya Allah. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata ayun. Oh, beloved Allah, grant us our spouses and children and offspring that are the coolness of the eyes and give out charity daily one rent two rent ya Allah bring back that sparkle in our marriage but yet the way the question is framed and posed remember the husband is the guilty party and he's being ungrateful and unthankful somebody says here I'm recording you Mufti AK can Sunnis marry into Shia family and Ahli Hadith come in categories of what it is what it says you start Remember that you don't have to record every program of mine and others. We send out the podcast and you can listen to it in your leisure time for the pleasure of all. You want to record it? Be my guest, my brother. We only speak the truth from Quran Sharif, Sunnah Mubarakah, what the Sahaba, the beloved students, companions of the Master, Sallallahu taught us, the Ahlullah, Awliyaullah, and the four schools of thought. We belong to the Ahlu Sunnah of Jama'ah. These are the three questions I'm posing to you. Shi'as a pakka kufar. Repeat with me. Shi'as a pakka kufar. 100% non-Muslims. Why they are non-Muslims? They swear and they curse. Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu an. Sayyidina Umar Farooq radiallahu an. Sayyidina Usman radiallahu an. Sayyidina Aisha, Sayyidina Hafsa, the honorable wives of the Master sallallahu alayhi wa for the two honorable wives we say radiallahu an Umar. They curse Amir Muawiyah radiallahu to whom Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu resigned and handed over the Khilafat. So how can we ever consider them to be Muslim? I have over a hundred books of the Shias. I visited Iran. I visited Iraq. I stayed in Pakistan for almost seven years. So we know what are Shias and so forth. I give you one, two issues. Khomeini writes in a book which I have, Tawdihul Masail. You see the time now is 11.30. So Khomeini writes, you must remember, you can make muta from prostitution for one hour. You give the lady 50 dollars, 50 rupees, 50 rand. She's happy, you happy. You don't need witnesses. She doesn't need a father's permission, nothing. You use her, you abuse her. Then 12.30, she goes her way, you go your way. Is permissible. Is this what Shiaism is? So you must remember this 100% kufar they are. Even the Quran
Quran Sharif that we have, they say, therefore they don't read Tarawih also. Shias don't read Tarawih. So you must remember that we say there are 6,236 verses in the Noble Quran, and they say, and it's written in their book, Usulul Kafi, they are most authentic book beside the Quran, and that is written by Kulaini, and there it's mentioned 17, 17,000 verses, 100% kuffar, people after knowing all these facts and still they say the Shias are not kufar, they themselves go out of the fall of Islam. So we must be clear, there's no marriage with them, there's no inheritance with them, there's no contact with them. We love for Allah's sake and we hate for Allah's sake. And those Mulvis and those Sheikhs and those Imams who are sitting on the fence, they say that no, we can't make public statement because they're getting money and so forth from the Shias or the agents. They are traitors to Islam. They are ghaddar to Islam. Mm. We have nothing to do with them as well. So all these issues, we must be very, very clear. So there's no question of marriage between a Sunni, a Sunnah, a Jama'ah brother, and a Shia girl or a Shia male and a Sunni girl. If a person belongs, you must remember to the early hadith or Ghair Muqallid or the Salafis and so forth. So they are Muslim, but is it desirable to marry them? So I would not advise that. Why? Every day there will be problems. I give you an example. Today, tomorrow you get married, right? Then Taraweeh starts, Ramadan starts. He will tell you eight rakats or ten rakats like Murtad bin Shaitan. Go and read the news they're spending more than 200 million US dollars and so forth to promote the cinema industry in Medina, in Riyadh, in Jeddah, in Saudi Arabia. All this is million or billion, you can just check it up. And all this is why? To camouflage the the violation of human rights and so forth. So remember this, so the Salafis, the Muslim, but they are dull and mudil, they lead people astray. A person gives his wife three talaq, they will tell you it's one talaq. So, so many things we have differences with them. So, I would not recommend you you marry them, although they are Muslim. But Shias, Qadianis, Agakhanis, Pakka, Kufar, out of the fall of Islam. Somebody says here, Ustad, overseas, Assalamu alaikum, my husband works as a taxi driver. Now, he and his friend decided that my husband will help his friend to do school running for two weeks as a friend, as his friend going Umrah, but he never told me. He tells me when everything is yes from him. Please help. Anonymous Ustad. It's fine. Now, don't make such a big issue out of it. He and his friend, his friend said he's going for Ramadan, Umrah, and so forth. So a friend in need is a friend indeed. So he said he'll help his friend that he will do his run also and all his passengers he will pick up and what have you and so forth because his friend is going for Umrah. So all the Umrah, Tawaf, Sa'i, whatever he does, your husband will reap the reward. Obviously, it should be better. He should at least inform you about it if he didn't want to discuss it with you. But now you know about it, so just tell him, you know what, in future we must discuss the issue. Quran Sharif teaches us what the Shahurin. 
what the shawurin is for husband-wife in the Quranic text that husband-wife should be having mutual discussion so there are no misunderstandings and so forth and so on but forgive him and say that come now you made a mistake I forgive you let us focus now on the future and Ramadan every day we're going to make dua together three minutes five minutes and see what a special Ramadan it will become and in that way there you turn the negative into a positive it says here that uh, uh, Mufti Saab my wife she likes to dress colorful clothes she says even though she got black abaya what should I do Ustad? so you must remember if she wear colorful clothes and very very smart clothes in the house she dressed to impress for her husband and so forth in the house so not only permissible that is encouraged in Islam but when you go out then you must remember you can't be wearing this type of clothing you want to become the center of attraction surah 33 verse 33 stay glued in your homes Quran is very clear to not go and expose your beauty like the people used to do in the first jahiliyyah in the initial stages of paganism and ignorance so now we are living in jahiliyyah a haditha jahiliyyah now it's a repeat you know history repeats itself so Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said Authentic hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif. When a woman leaves the home and emerges from her home, and she applied all the perfume, makeup, and dress to impress and whatever you, for and she passed the men and so forth, she is just like an adulteress. Zania in this text here is mentioned by Rahmatulil Alameen Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam she is just like an adulteress so see then the hadith is authentic in Tirmidhi see the consequences and ramifications so these are all the deception of shaitan inna kayda shaitan ikana da'ifa shaitan remember his plotting planning scheming is weak and woman in the plotting planning of women is very very big so therefore sisters don't deceive yourself mm. when you go outside with dark dark colors black navy blue brown and all that and you know grayish dark gray and so forth now come there to be the center of attraction and so forth that definitely is haram and not permissible let's go to australia Ustad. It says, I cannot sleep with my wife because my wife allows our 10-year-old daughter in our bed. So I sleep in another room. What advice can I give my wife? Shukran, Australia, Ustad. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us all these type of issues. Allimuhum in the sab'in. They teach them about salat when they are seven years old. Wadribuhum alayha in the ashar. And remember, at the age of 10, you must discipline them for salat, even if it's not compulsory and mandatory upon them. And go open the hadith, whether it's in Mishkat Sharif, Mustadi Ahmad, various compilations. And separate the beds. They can't be sleeping with their brother in the same bed. They can't be sleeping with their father, mother in the same bed when they seven 
seven, ten years old and so forth. So you must keep them separate now, you must remember. So what your wife is doing is overprotection. Mm. Too much love, you see. Therefore, Habibuna, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam said, and today the Westerners, they stole all this from us. So what they taught us in school, love is blind. He Habibuna Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam taught us, that remember that love is blind and deaf. People go into that overprotection mode. People don't want to listen to reason and so forth. So you are the boss. You must tell her that this is the room for our daughter and she must go and sleep there. And you must remember you're being overprotective and is harming our marital relationship. So you and your wife must have a discussion. Then you have a joint strategy. And then both of you speak individually to your beloved daughter and then call Collectively, you speak to her, but the prerequisite condition is both of you must be on the same page. Anonymous says, uh, my husband is chatting with a girl, and now that everyone knows, he says it's my fault to start. Remember, that is the old trick of the husbands. They will be guilty, but they will turn the whole story around. Just like the Jutlas, I will tell you now. So you must remember, he will play victim and then he will blame you. So remember, you must tell him the curse is on you. The curse is on that girl you are talking to and so forth. And don't try and blame me for your vices and sins. Balil insanu ala nafsihi basir. Human being deep down knows he is guilty, but outwardly, he will give excuses. Just now I sent it out. You must remember before the program, there is an Israeli journalist. He writes exceptionally well, Gideon Levy, and he says, he's addressing the Jutlas. He says, what is the core problem? The core problem is we, the Jews, that we don't take the Palestinians to be human beings. We don't treat them as equals. We treat them as second, third class. We think that we are superior and we always want to play that we are the victims. Now listen to the one statement he made, a profound statement, a telling statement. He said, Golda Meir, Golda Meir, she was an Israel, she was a Palestinian citizen holding a Palestinian passport and so forth. And remember in 1948, when the apartheid Israeli regime came into existence, then obviously she chose that and threw away her Palestinian passport. She didn't say all that. I'm just telling you. So the thing he said, Golda Meir says, we will never forgive the Arabs that for us to kill their children because they are the ones you must remember are guilty. You kill our children, but we are guilty. They always want to play that they are the victim. You understand? So this is the policy and the philosophy of the Jutla, but now the whole world is caught up with them and remember, therefore, we say Israel in Inshallah, inshallah, is in its last, last stages. You just have to read, you must remember the Haris, 
They say there's so many problems and troubles they are facing on different, different fronts and so forth. So we hope and pray, especially this Ramadan, Allah Jalla Wala decimate, destroy, annihilate the Israeli and Jewish Zionist entity. So that is what the husbands do. They do wrong, then they want to play victim and they want to blame you. So this is the old trick of the Jutlas and the enemies of humanity and Muslims. One more question, Ustad, uh, before we go for our interval. Somebody says, I want to get married, but my dad is not responsible or interested in my life. What do I do? Female. I'm a female, 23 years old, Ustad. I don't know why your father is not being responsible and not fulfilling his parental rights and so forth. So you should discuss it with your mother. Your mother should put some influence on your father. You should discuss it with your kaka, with your chacha, with your paternal uncle. Al-ammu sinwu abi. Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallam said, your father's brother, your paternal uncle, your pasabrur, we say kaka in Memon in Urdu and then they say chacha in Arabic you say am so it means he takes the place of a father so you should be open and discuss it with him like how Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam said al-khalatu bimanzilatil um like the maternal auntie mother's sister she takes the place of the mother masi kala whatever you want to say in Arabic you say khala with a kha so you should understand this so speak to him as well and say a good proposal comes and your father is not showing any interest you take the permission of your ha- of your this thing of your um, your chacha your kaka your paternal uncle and the marriage will be valid there's no problem or if you have a brother who's 18, 20 and more so he gives permission then the nikah is valid so step by step first speak to your mother and if things are not improving speak to your chacha your Kaka, your paternal uncle and speak to the responsible members of the family that they must knock some sense into your father or they must tell that now you are marriageable age 22, 23, 24, whatever it is and you have to settle down and he can't be showing that you know he's not interested and so forth and shirking his parental duty. Well, it's exactly now 17 minutes to 12. We'll go for an interval. When we come back, we will continue with the bliss of marriage. Stay tuned. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaa. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaa. Well, it's uh, 12 minutes uh, to 12. We don't have much time, so inshallah, let's go into the question. Somebody saying here, we start that uh, what du'as must we read? for the moon, for the new moon to start for Ramadan. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah, today on Telegram, Twitter, and all the groups, I sent out the du'as one should be reading. So all of you, it's holiday also, so spend your leisure time in the pleasure of all. Allah Today is the 28th of Shaban, and tomorrow will be 29th, so we should scan the sky tomorrow evening after Maghrib. In Saudi Arabia and the Arab countries, tonight is the, today is the 29th, so they told the people to scan the sky tonight. No way in the world can you see the moon and the crescent tonight. If any country start, starts Ramadan tonight, you must remember, it's a fairy tale and fabrication. Some moon some 
army must have saw the moon. So we must be very clear on these issues here. So I sent it out, but there are three duas. I will just read it for you now quickly. Number one, Allahu Akbar, Hilalu Khairin wa Rushdin. Hilalu Khairin wa Rushdin is mentioned in Abu Dawood. Oh, Almighty Allah, make this month. In this instance, it's for every lunar month, not only Ramadan. So, Ya Allah, make this month, in this instance, Ramadan, a month of khair and goodness for us, our families, and the entire Ummah. Wa Rushdin and righteousness. Second dua, which is a Sahih, authentic hadith, which I sent out today, this morning, and that is in Tirmidhi Sharif, Allahu Akbar. And how important it is for us as South Africans to recite it. Allahumma hillahu alayna bil amni wal iman, was salamati wal islam, wa tawfiq. Ya Allah, let this new moon and crescent loom upon us with safety and security. Imagine we're asking Allah in the starting of every lunar month. Ya Allah, protect and preserve our iman and islam. Wa tawfiq. Ya Allah, you grant us the ability, capacity, capability to say that speech, correct speech, and correct and good actions, right is deeds. Lima to hibbu wa taruda, and that is that you are beloved to you, is beloved to you, and you are pleased with it. Rabbi wa Rabbukallah, you are my sustainer, nourisher, and the sustainer, nourisher of the celestial creation, the moon, and so forth. So that is in Tirmidhi Sharif. And then the third one you must remember is that the person should know it's narrated on the authority of Ubadah bin Samit, who's buried right next to Aqsa al-Mubarak, and it is mentioned in Musnad Ahmad, Allahu Akbar, Alhamdulillah, La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. So read this one sentence, Allahumma inni as'aluka khaira hadha shahr. Oh Allah, I'm begging you the best of this month here, Ya Allah. If you read collectively the plural, Allahumma inna nas'aluka khaira hadha shahr. And if you want to read the other part also, you must learn it. وَأَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ شَرِّ الْقَدْرِ وَأَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ شَرِّ الْقَدْرِ And I seek your protection, Ya Allah, from the evil destiny. So change my taqdeer and my kismet and my destiny from negative to positive, Ya Allah. وَأَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ شَرِّ الْقَدْرِ وَسُوءِ الْحَشَرِ وَسُوءِ الْحَشَرِ And on the day of justice, I must not be standing in the wrong camp. I must be there with the people who are going to enter Jannat al-Firdaus. So what a beautiful dua recited at the beginning of every Islamic lunar month. Somebody wants to know, Ustad, what do we do? Must we increase security in our masjids since now it's uh, Tarawi, Ustad? So you must remember, I see certain organizations are saying that you must beef up our security and do this and do that. So you must see the history and these the same people who closed the masjid in 2020. Are these not the same people who went to court as friends of the court and so forth to close our masajid? Are these not the same people when we used to go for Taraweeh, they used to spy us and they used to tell the people, see, he's going to the mosque and so forth. Today they want to redeem themselves and say we are the lovers of the masajid. Nay, you're not the lovers. Quran Sharif said, Surah 2, verse 114, وَمَنَّ أَذَلَمُوا 
who can be a bigger tinpot dictator, who can be a bigger transgressor, who can be a bigger zalim and oppressor than him, mimma mana amasajid Allah, than those people who prevent other people from entering the masjid of Allah. Every masjid belongs to Allah, not to any trustee or family or king or crown prince or murtad bin shaitan and so forth. A youth karafi has muhu and there Allah Ta'ala's name should be taken. They took the Quran Sharifs out and they said that you must remember it has virus. That's kufr, 100% kufr. And wasa'afi kharabiya and they were striving to destroy the masjid. To destroy the masjid is what they are doing in India, the Hindus, the Mushriks. How many madrasas masjid they destroyed? Over 600. And you see that what MBS is doing in Jeddah and other places. Just bring the bulldozers in. 100% murtad. Wasa'afi kharabiya. Ulaika ma'kana lahum ayyad khuluha illa khaifin. They don't want to enter the masjid, but what fear. They will tell you the masjid is the super spreader of the virus. All these are kufr statements you go out of the fall of Islam Allah Ta'ala says Surah 2 verse 114 Lahum fi dunya khiznu wa lahum fil akhirati adhabun azim for them in this worldly life this humiliation disgrace see in South Africa more than half the masjids don't allow them and rightly so that is our fatwa you must never allow them nor for imamat nor for jumma nor for lectures nothing Lahum fi dunya khiznu wa and for them in the year after there will be a horrible terrible grievous punishment so we must be clear they are the biggest criminals the biggest crooks as far as Islam goes Quran says that you are the biggest zalim so what does that mean so to come there and say no do this do this first you must apologize because you closed the masjid even before the government said so by five days and so forth all bootlicking the ANC government, the people who are so corrupt, you became just like that. So from gold status to silver status to junk status, so we must know, we have to name them and shame them. Yes, every person must take precaution, remember that, whether it's in our house, whether it's in our shop, whether it's in our masajid, and so forth, we must take necessary, you must remember precaution. Quran taught us that more than 1400 years ago, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu khudhu hizrakum O you who believe e iman wala khudhu hizrakum Take precaution So we don't have to listen to them We listen to Quran We listen to Sunnah We listen to Sahaba Awliyaullah And four schools of thought All these organizations Molvi, Sheikhs and so forth They're promoting haram vaccine Now ask them one question Is it permissible for your child to take the measles measles vaccine. They will tell you yes. They will tell you that it is gelatin made of pork and now it has changed its form. Absolutely haram. Remember that. But again boot licking of the government. So therefore you must stay far far away from such people. Mm. Subhanallah, subhanallah, subhanallah. Without, um, uh, somebody says here that uh, if Ustad could please uh, explain uh, the talaqul raji'i. How does it work Ustad? Almighty Allah Jalla Wala speaks of it in the Noble Quran. Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 229. 
When you, the husband, you issue talaq in the Arabic language or any other language with explicit words, clear-cut words, you told her you have divorced her. You told her you gave her talaq in the past tense or present tense. And remember, it's one talaq, then it's one talaq eraji revocable. It's twice you said it or you uttered it or you wrote it, so it's two talaq eraji then. So during the Iddat period, the three menses and so forth, then you can take her back without tajdidun nikah, without performing a new nikah, whether she's pleased or not. So you take her back. If you gave her one talaq, then for future you have two talaqs left. If you gave her two talaq, then for future you only have one talaq left. So Allah is giving you a second chance to make the home and not break the home. Because talaq, you must remember, is Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Abghadul halali ilallah, the most hated and detested action by Almighty Allah is talaq, and therefore Islam is the, the hadith is authentic in Abu Dawood. So we should always understand our job function duty is was sulhu khair. Reconciliation is the best. Hamara kam jorna hai, our aim must be to make the home and not to break the home. So inshallah we give you the rundown of today's programs and remember tomorrow everything will continue as normal and then tomorrow evening after Maghrib inshallah Mona Arafat will be here, Mona Zaid will be here, Brother Yusuf Ali will be here and they will update us regarding the moon and the mancakers and the confirmation inshallah once it's cited and it will usher in the month of Ramadan, inshallah Aziz. Again, we repeat that those of you who want to purchase a decoder radio is 600 rand per unit and you can obtain it from here, Lanesia, or day in Durban. The Lanesia number 011-854-2990-2990 contact Suleiman Esop. And day in Durban, 031-001- Triple three two zero three one zero zero one triple three two. And if you want to buy a box, in the box there are ten units, then it's five thousand rand for the whole box. And if you are really poor and deserving, then inshallah we'll give it to you free of charge, courtesy of the capital group. Make dua for us and for them and the Ummah at large. Barakallahu feek. Salamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah.